Meet Megan. Hi. A professional wedding photographer and professional wedding planner, Emily. Hey there. Together, with 20 years experience in planning, designing, and shooting all things wedding, they'll discuss how it's so much more than pretty pictures and a fun party. Welcome to Wedding Therapy, a podcast exploring why it is that weddings bring out the best and worst in people and how to navigate relationships and conflicts during the wedding planning process and beyond. Welcome to the Wedding Therapy Podcast. Hey guys, that is Megan Lubeck. And that is Emily Sutherland. We are so excited to talk to you guys today about a big topic. Uh, We are going to be discussing all things divorce. Yeah, isn't that a great way to start a wedding podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Just light and airy. (laughs) All the butterflies and rainbows. (laughs) To be clear, we're not talking about... uh, like the couple who's getting married, divorce. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Um, we're actually not even going to talk about how to prevent divorce, anything like that. Again, we just want to start off by saying every episode, we're not therapists. Yes. We are not here to help you through your <laughs> uh, potential divorce situations. Um, today, we're actually going to be talking about more um, if you are a couple getting married how your parents relationship and um, if they are divorced if your grandparents are divorced if your aunt and uncle are divorced um, anything like that how that might affect you and your wedding planning yep and your relationship yeah future marriage mm-hmm. um, so just oh to get God. Through- <laughs> we that literally yes. <laughs> I'm so sorry if that happens again. My stomach growls so loud. I love it. It may happen again. I love it. I love it. It's like keeping us on track. Um, That's awesome. Okay. Um, So on that note um, of grumbling, uh, this topic, I think for me, just as a wedding planner, um, I... I don't want to say triggers me because I feel like that's kind of a negative connotation, but I kind of jokingly tell my clients, um, like, Hey, I want to hear all the aspects of your family, uh, uh, your relatives, all of that. It helps me do a better job. And inevitably my couples come back like, Oh gosh, I don't know. Our family's drama or it's too much for you or whatever. And I'm like, trust me. (laughs) Uh, trust me sorry guys I think a motorcycle just drove by really fast um my response is always I guarantee you it's nothing I haven't heard before and or what I've lived through myself yep so every family thinks they're the only one exactly (laughs) um and so in that respect I feel like my life um my childhood and my my parents my grandparents they have all shaped me to kind of be able to handle um, all sorts of interesting situations. And um, I, okay, so just to start, so I'm 31, going to be 32 very soon. And um, I grew up, um, I'm the oldest of six, and my parents. They did like a trial separation when I I was, I think, eight. Um, and I think at an early age, I was able to recognize like, okay, 
my parents do better apart mm-hmm. from each other. Um, I think it was just something that I locked onto, yeah. and then they ended up getting back together, um, and we moved to a new city, and then all the siblings came, and yeah, I watched a relationship that just seemed very, very difficult for both parties, um, and as from eight to 18, um, my parents, I just feel like they struggled uh, back and forth on each other um, and them together as a couple. And for me, as a teenager, I felt like divorce was what should happen in that situation. And so I don't think the topic ever scared me or frightened me. It was just kind of one of those things not to put it lightly, but I kind of felt like, oh, when will they get divorced already? <laughs> you know, like almost like that would be the solution. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, I think in some ways, I they would maybe think that it was like that. I I think if my mom were here, she would probably say she's a lot happier now. Um, so all of that to say, I think a lot of that shaped me as who I am and how I view marriage, but it also uniquely shaped me to deal with um, different situations that my couples are going through. Um, it doesn't really frighten me. It doesn't scare me. I mean, it really doesn't stress me out at all. And I think it's just because I've been navigating that kind of like the murky waters of mm-hmm. divorce and relationships. Um, and so I guess for me personally, I I think we were talking about couples and how your parents' relationship may affect how you are viewing your engagement season and how certain things might be triggering to you and might cause fear in you. And I can resonate with that hundred percent. Um, I, there are things that terrify me when it comes to the relationships I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are things that also make me really hopeful um, for other relationships that I've seen. I don't know about you, but dating for me in high school, um, even in college, I was like really attracted to guys who had really strong families. Yeah. I don't, do, mm-hmm. does that resonate with you? Um, that was so attractive to me. And so I found myself, you know, yeah, the guy could be really cute, have a great personality, but man, if he had a mom and dad that were just like solid, rock solid, (laughs) he was 10 times hotter to me and was like, oh, I want to know him more. Um, and I, I don't know about you, but I see that in my couples a lot. Oftentimes you have one or the other one so either the bride or the groom their families <laughs> <laughs> guys this is such a funny episode <laughs> we're like talking about really serious stuff and my dog is just walking all over the coffee table right now just keeping things light um yeah so it's like that dynamic where one has the really rock solid foundation and one doesn't and i see that causing tension and things like the rehearsal, mm. um, the, um, 
oh gosh, the rehearsal's huge. Yeah. Um, I hear stories about the rehearsal dinners, and then on the day of, you know, different dynamics, just with walking down the aisle, divorce can cause a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. Um, all the way to just like planning the father-daughter dance or the mother-son totally. dance. Um, I have a, a couple coming up, and um, we just had this conversation yesterday, and it's not necessarily about divorce, but just the dynamics of um, how, how family dynamics and guests affect even like how the bride wants to care for her like groom, for example, like he, his parents aren't coming basically. And she was like, oh. maybe I shouldn't have a father daughter dance because he's not going to have a mother son dance. And like, mm-hmm. these are things that like now she's thinking, well, now I don't get something or I don't want to do something because I don't want to make him feel bad, but then, mm-hmm. like, she loses out, too. And so mm-hmm. it's just, like, all the dynamics of, like, even when people can't come to a wedding or parents can't attend or whatever the case is, how that affects the bride and groom and what they – how they want to, I guess, just, like, care for the other person. Like, mm-hmm. it, that brings all that into play. And, like, for me, I told her, you know, my suggestion was you should just – you should have it. Like, that's okay. Um, to keep ha- to have yeah. your, your you know your father daughter dance and that's something your dad has been looking forward to I'm sure for a really long time, mm-hmm. um, but that is something that comes into play um, in terms of the planning and then the bride and groom their dynamic I think yeah. is something that I'm kind of experiencing at the moment with a current bride. Interesting, you know I just uh, I don't know something you just said uh, made me think. I feel like the element of divorce or estranged parents or divorced parents who are now remarried I don't know I feel like in my experience as a wedding planner I've seen it affect brides more than I've seen it affect grooms Mm -hmm. do you I don't know that might just be my small I mean I'm only working with so many couples a year for how many years um I wonder if men don't like if if you're a guy and your parents are divorced and then you're dating and thinking about marriage and proposing, I wonder if men are able to almost compartmentalize that, was that the word element. I was thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think men are just better at that yes. in general. Um, and I mean, for me personally, I think like I, my husband's a fireman. I do not think I would be able to do what he does and then come home and just go on with my day Mm -hmm. um so I think like that's just one small example but I wonder if men when they're entering this it just they're not thinking about their parents failed marriage no and how that might relate to them and like they're almost so confident in their ability Mm -hmm. that they're like oh but I wonder if subconsciously they're actions and reactions to conflict Mm -hmm. if their partner is pissing them off Mm -hmm. if they're responding in this subconscious way totally the way they saw their parent or Mm -hmm. his parents or Mm -hmm. or what they what his parents didn't do Mm -hmm. he's counter reacting to in those situations whereas I think women and brides to be I mean, just women in general. You're thinking about a million things Mm -hmm. at once, Mm -hmm. just on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Then throw in planning a wedding Mm -hmm. on top of that. And I I just, I feel like I see a more outward uh, stress to that, Mm -hmm. you know? They're 
thinking about how their stepdad might feel. They're thinking mm-hmm. about how their real well, dad might feel. I don't mean to come off as a therapist, but in my experience, women tend to be more codependent in general. Oh, so yeah. we're going to be concerned yeah. about everybody else's feelings about every aspect of everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, and oftentimes above our own. Yes. Um, which is a really tricky road mm-hmm. to walk when you're mm-hmm. wedding planning because yeah. ultimately you you have to be the one making decisions. Yeah. People can't be making decisions for you. Um, and it's probably why most brides are like, didn't enjoy the process, wasn't fun. Yes. Because it's essentially bringing all of that stuff up uh-huh. that you're having to deal with all at once. Yes. And in that same vein, I think moms are feeling a lot of feelings when their daughter or son are getting married. And I bet you moms who are divorced, whether they're thinking about their divorce on a daily basis or not, when their son or daughter is getting married, those emotions and those feelings of a potential failure are being brought up and they might be manifesting in different ways. Like mom all of a sudden has to have a candy bar (laughs) and bride really wants to serve cake but mother of the groom is like no I (laughs) Olive we have a guest on today's episode (laughs) Olive Haig hey knock it off we're talking um I I see this all the time a mom has this she's latching on to this weird thing that Seemingly on the surface doesn't make any sense yeah, yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. It's like, but it's okay, a priority but right it's now. It's a huge <laughs> priority and it's right here, yeah. right now. And a lot of times I see it and I wonder, I, I don't know, um, I can't say definitively, but I wonder if it's, okay, I, I didn't succeed at my first marriage and now my son is getting married and, you know, I... I now am feeling 10 times more emotional Mm -hmm. and irrational and it comes off as this like crazy insane person but really it's just someone who's hurting and you know wanting the best for their child and not being able to control any of that yes (laughs) yes um so anyways uh, that's something that I see all the time, and I don't even know if I necessarily put those together, the men and women thing, mm-hmm. until now. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me as a woman, I think I've been thinking about my parents' relationship and their divorce in literally every aspect of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think if I, I, I mentioned that. So later on when I was, was I in college? Goodness, I'm so old. I don't know. Later on, my parents did ultimately get divorced. So they separated, got back together, and then got divorced. Um, and I I feel like it was one of those things that, I don't know, when you meet people, do they often, like, oh, my parents are divorced. I don't, I don't really know if it comes up. But I mean, for me, depends. yeah, probably situation. Sometimes, yeah. I feel like for me, the most triggering or fearful thing wasn't actually my parents' divorce. It was actually their relationship together Mm -hmm. that caused me the most um, pain Mm -hmm. and caused, or not caused, gave me the most pause for getting married myself. Mm. Wasn't really the divorce. Um, So, I don't know. I think that changes my conversation when I'm talking with uh, brides. 
I'm like, who cares? Who cares if your parents got divorced? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Let's just talk it through. Mm -hmm. Let's figure out how this plays out logistically on the day of. Well, and it's, I think it's encouraging them, you know, in our small way that we can, in our limited relationship with them, mm -hmm. it's encouraging them that, like, it doesn't have to be generational. It doesn't have to carry on to the next thing. Yes. Like, I get that there's a fear there, but mm -hmm. you have the option and you have the power to, mm -hmm. like, change the way you do things. And even if that means you have to start looking inside and being like, have I picked up a few things that I'm really not that proud yeah. of or yeah. that my soon-to-be spouse has brought to my attention that, like, harms them in mm -hmm. some way or whatever, um, just, you know if we take the time to think about it and, and gain a little bit more awareness of ourselves, um, it's just letting them know that they, that it can be changed. You don't have to have the same dynamic as mm -hmm. people around you. And I think, I think it, it can be very, uh, there's a tendency to, to think that it will be the same or, or to just even think to yourself, you know, I don't know any different or I wasn't taught any different or mm -hmm. I didn't have any examples, you know? I think that was something I was gonna bring up when I talked about my story is just uh -huh. the fact that there wasn't a lot of modeling. I didn't have those examples for conflict or communication or mm -hmm. to even figure out how to be aware of my own feelings. It's like, uh -huh. you think you you think you know what you're feeling, but you really don't. Like uh -huh. you're intellectualizing things or, you know, interpreting things in some way that's just, that's just not, you know, reality. And so it was just me realizing that, you know, made me think that it's possible once you become aware of your own, your own feelings and emotions, you have the option to move forward and to be different. And um, I think, I think that's what we're trying to express to brides and grooms is that it doesn't have to be the same. Yeah. It's not easy to get there. Definitely. It's a process. So if and people, people, yeah, people, not everyone's willing. Yeah to be different mm -hmm. but you can and, yeah. I, and that's really important for people to know because I think a lot of people operate out of kind of this hopeless mentality mm -hmm. I love what you said about generational and um, I think that that hits the nail on the head and I don't even know if half the time people are even aware of those feelings. No, they're not. So like what you said, um, you're, you're like, I don't have a role model. Yeah. I don't, or I don't know, I don't have a good example of how to handle conflict. I never saw two adults at least do it healthy. Right. Is what you're saying, right? I don't even know if like, what, how old are you? Like 31. When I'm, did, I'm almost 32. We're, oh. Apparently we're the same age. Oh my God. When's your birthday? February 10th. Wait, did I know this? I feel like we had this conversation we at some point. This? We're both in Febu February yes. babies. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we're like 10 days apart. I love it. <laughs> we so, yes. are literally. Wait, are you a Pisces? Uh, you asked me this also. Did I? I'm wow. Aquarius, even though I don't I don't know, you know either. Really I don't know what that, that means. Stuff. I don't know what it means at all. <laughs> I just know that someone told me I was a Pisces. And that's a fish. And when I was a kid, The Little Mermaid was like my favorite Disney movie. Yes. Which I'm also the you, mermaid. you literally are. You guys, I know you can't see us. But well, no, you, you know what we look like. Yeah. If you follow us on Instagram, <laughs> at Wedding Therapy, Therapy Pod Podcast, uh, you'll see which one of us looks like The Little Mermaid. <laughs> and then the other one is me, and I'm just a Pisces. And that's my claim. To fame. That's my claim to, <laughs> my claim to fish fame. Um, anyways, I digress. What were we talking about? Dang. Um, 
that oh yeah you asked how old I was because you were talking about not having I don't know about you but when I was engaged how old was I when I I was 23 so was I I. wow okay I can tell you right now I was not aware of I knew I had fears of I, oh, if my husband were here right now, he'd, he'd confirm this. <laughs> I would say all the time, I don't want to be my parents. Mm-hmm. But was I aware or was I conscious enough to know why? No. Not at Most all. Most likely not. Not at all. <laughs> I wasn't thinking like, oh, the the conflict dynamic or am I just responding right. to what I've seen right. or am I reacting to what I've seen? Right. Um, no, I wasn't not thinking that at all it was just manifesting and being fearful of commitment yeah which at the end of the day doesn't make any logical sense and therapists and friends and my sister who i feel like is also my therapist (laughs) have all said this same exact thing to me i'm sure you've heard it too is you are not your parents Mm -hmm. you are your own individual and yes you are inevitably going to have picked up on things. Yeah. But here's the one variable. Your husband is not your parents. Mm-hmm. Your husband is not your dad. Your husband is not your mom. He, he also has his own choices. He, also, <laughs> he has his own choices. Mm-hmm. And yes, he also has his own set of yeah. parental things that he needs to work through. But at the end of the day, it's different. Mm-hmm. And so this whole fear of falling into that same generational pattern. Yeah. One is just based in lies, for one. And to your point, you have the ability to change it. Yeah. It's well, entirely up to you. And at the same time, I don't want, I mean, not that I'm trying to fix you, but I don't want, my first thought when you said that your fears are rational is I thought, well, yeah. kind of not. Kind because, of not, yeah. Because, you know, we tend to be emotionally stunted at like the place of our most trauma like our deepest trauma in our childhood and Uh, so if you think about it it's like as a kid yes why would you think any different you know it's Mm -hmm. not like I'm just sitting here like don't be too hard on yourself like for for having those fears because it's just like they're what as a kid this is what you're learning this is what you're this is your world this is what you're experiencing Mm -hmm. and it's like well of course you're going to come to those conclusions Mm -hmm. based on what you all you know yes and so it's just yeah it's not oh I'm 100% in agreement with you I I also I feel like what I'm trying to say is um like if you're envisioning I don't know for me I'm home alone a lot at nights um husband's fireman sleeps over at the fire station I have irrational fears in the middle of the night when it's pitch black and I'm like basically blind without my glasses so I can't see Mm -hmm. and I'll start to get like my chest will feel heavy I'll start to be start breathing heavily if I hear something that I feel like is on the porch and I'll literally like a physical I'll start sweating no matter how cold it is and I and it's crazy in that there's no facts like yeah there there actually is nothing there mm-hmm. but i'm lying to myself and i'm letting the weird shapes and the weird sounds affect me and in that regard i don't know if this is a terrible analogy or not but <laughs> in that regard it's like yes you're 100% valid like that makes sense it totally makes sense that you're feeling that way um, if you're fearful of commitment right. or marriage but at the end of the day, you have to tell yourself the truth. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, 
there isn't a boogeyman on your porch. And the truth is, you aren't your parents. You're, you are a different human be- being who has the capability of making different choices. Yeah. That's all. That's yeah. all I was trying to say. Because yeah. um, sometimes it's really easy to lie to yourself. Oh, yeah. And say, you know, you lean in to that dark cloud mm-hmm. and you say, oh, nope, here I am. I... The thing that came out of my mouth is literally something I heard my mom say to Mm. my dad for 10 years. Mm -hmm. Well, I should just give up now. Mm -hmm. I should just not even get married because I'm the same. I am the product of my parents and I am destined for failure. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm, I, I don't know. I can definitely tell myself that lie. And so sometimes I have to remind myself, no, 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 that's not actually true whatsoever. Right. Um, I, I was having coffee the other day with this incredible woman. Um, we met by happenstance. It's a whole long story. We should definitely have her on as a guest. Um, she, we were talking about our parents and mental health, and she gave this analogy of the Russian dolls. You know those, like the little doll yeah, yeah, yeah. inside the bigger doll. Right. And she said that oh, I'm probably gonna butcher this, but she said it's like that's who we are. There's a five-year-old Emily Mm -hmm. in me. There's an Mm eight-year-old Emily in me. There's a 16-year-old Emily in me. And I think you mentioned earlier, what did you say? We're we're emotionally stunted. Yeah, like the place of our deepest trauma. Like there's not, you know, that's where we kind of stop unless we figure out how to sort through that. So those deep traumas are then little little versions of ourselves Mm -hmm. and they're inside of us. Mm -hmm. And so even though 31-year-old Emily could be an entirely different person than five-year-old Emily, but five-year-old Emily is still in there. And so that fight that you had with your husband last week, that could trigger five-year-old Emily and you have to, you have to protect her (laughs) while also protecting your current self. I'm sure, Julie, if you're listening, (laughs) I'm sure I butchered that. And that's even more reason that you should come (laughs) on. (laughs) You should come on to me and guest and share your wisdom. But Man, that hit home for me. Yep. I was like, yeah, you can't forget about her in yeah. there. I shared my testimony recently, and one of the things I said in there was something along the lines of, like, you know, little Megan was still controlling all my choices and decisions. Oh, and it's yeah. like, that's, you know, what I feel like you're saying is just that yeah. person. Yeah, you get triggered, and then it's like, who, who's coming out today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a whole other psychological yeah. topic. Um Anyways, I took us. I feel like I took us down this whole rabbit hole. Um, but what I, I, the start of all this, I was just trying to commend you because yes, generational <laughs> patterns. Um, I, I, I get triggered by it. I'm fearful of it. Um, in my own life, we see it in our clients yeah. all the time. Um, I mean, as practical as like what we were saying just in the rehearsal, I. As a wedding planner, I don't know how your conversations are. I would imagine you talk about family photos, mm-hmm. right? Like, hey, yeah, I have a who's a girlfriend of who, so that yeah. I don't make a foot in my mouth. Yeah, which situation. by the way, I've done before, and it's really embarrassing. Like, I asked somebody once on a second shooting, so I didn't have access to the information of like Ooh, who was to who. That's tricky. And I said, "Do you want a picture with your husband?" And she's like, "I think I asked her." Is this and she mother said, of the bride or something? Is that what you're? Uh, maybe it was okay. somebody or grandma. But I was like, do you want a picture with your husband? She's like, that's my ex-husband. And like, and it was just, yeah, I've done, I've stuck my foot in my mouth a few times, but yes, I've had to like 
I tried to erase this issue <laughs> by I send a questionnaire out to my clients and I ask them, are there any family dynamics I need to know about? Divorces? Question mark. Like I yeah. ask them all the possibilities because um, I'm trying to gain as much information as possible because I don't want to, I don't want to offend anyone on the day right, either. Right. Or hurt feelings yeah. or um, anything like that. Yeah. So when I, same thing, I mean, I don't have a questionnaire. I'm doing it in person. But one of the first things I tell couples in the beginning of planning is just, I want to hear it all. I want to hear what gets swept under the rug. Mm-hmm. I want to hear the dirty details that people don't like to talk about or that make people uncomfortable because at the end of the day, it helps me do a better job. I'm going to say you're serving them better. Yeah. yeah. So if, you know, if mom and dad got divorced and they're 60 and dad is now remarried to someone who's 30, <laughs> that is uncomfortable totally. for a lot of brides yeah. and grooms. That's uncomfortable for mom. Mm-hmm. That's uncomfortable for dad. And God, that's uncomfortable for the girlfriend mm-hmm. who's now, or the new wife right. who is walking into this knowing that everyone judging her. is judging her. Yeah. Uh, God bless her, and she still shows up. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I, I want to know all of that so that I can, when we're talking about the processional, which seems like in the whole wedding day, that seems like a really small element. But if I know all of this and there's open communication and people, the stigma of divorce and remarriage is thrown out the window, we can just have an honest logistical conversation of, what makes the most sense? Uh, like, is who's escorting new wife down? Yeah. And what does that look like? And how do we, you know, protect her while also protecting the feelings of mom? Right. Who, this is her daughter's wedding or her son's wedding. And those things can get so tricky. And I think, I think what I'm trying to say is if people just kind of let go of the not wanting to talk about it, and just say, hey, let's just be open, let's be honest, and let's try and do what's best for everybody, it's so much easier. And if parents can just let it go sometimes, it's like, what does your son or daughter want? Mm -hmm. What makes them happy? Mm -hmm. If it makes you uncomfortable for five minutes, can you let go of that for the sake of your kid on their wedding day? Um, That's a whole topic also in and of itself, but... I think divorce rears its head um, in so many different ways and wedding planning and also just dating, engagement, wedding planning. Um, and I think at the end of the day, just being open to talking about it yep. is the best case scenario. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about just my own situation um, my parents divorced when I was five and it's kind of weird to think back on it because I don't most of my childhood it just felt like because I was so young it just felt like like how it always was Mm, like I don't there wasn't really like I mean I obviously sort of remember living in the same house with them but there wasn't really a time when it felt like we were all together Mm -hmm. and now we're not Mm -hmm. it kind of just was like no I just live in two separate houses this is how it is yeah um and it's like so opposite of mine. Yeah. That that's what I was thinking as yeah. you were sharing was just like how both of us have come from broken homes but it, the way it played out was a lot different. Mm-hmm. Um and I think at the end of the day it just gives me a lot of empathy for, you know, mm-hmm. our brides and grooms 
um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much yeah. it. I, I, I understand, I can understand yeah. <laughs> basically yeah. all the dynamics and, you know, I remember getting jealous as a little kid when my mom would have a new boyfriend and like, you know, just, there's just a lot that goes into this and we love you guys pretty much is what yeah, it comes down to. Totally, totally. I think it's like weddings are kind of on that same level as holidays, mm-hmm. right? When yeah. it comes to divorced families. Yeah. I mean, there's so many logistics around holidays. Maybe it's because it's in my head because we're like coming up on Christmas right now. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, things get tricky. Mm-hmm. Emotion, like feelings get hurt. Mm-hmm. It's like what days are spent with this parent, what days are spent yep. with another parent, um, vacations and all of that. And it's very, very similar to weddings. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, who gets invited to what, yeah. who gets a plus one. You said dating, like with moms mm-hmm. having boy. That's interesting mm-hmm. to me. I mean, um, I was little. I was like yeah. eight, but I literally remember like sticking my tongue out at one of her boyfriends. Like, oh I was gosh. just a little brat to yeah. to them. And obviously, let's hope that you know brides and grooms aren't going to be doing that to their parents. Eh, I mean, <laughs> I'm a grown adult, and I feel like yeah, I'm. That's a I, possibility. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm well, just it's kidding. weird. Well, no. I mean, yeah. we're, to be honest, I mean, you experienced this as a kid. Yeah. So for you, your parents dating. Mm-hmm was probably not comfortable, but also maybe became more normal, right? Yeah. So for me, even though my parents didn't have the greatest marriage, at least for me, they were together. Mm-hmm. Like, they were together. Yeah, it was them too. As it was a, them as a, too. As a unit. It was them too, right. like, kind of maybe always irritated with each other, but yeah. it was them too. And I didn't experience them dating until I was much older. Mm-hmm. And so that was... Well, and my mom's remarried again, and like I didn't have, you know, she got remarried. Yeah, I was twenty something when she got remarried. It was five years ago, so twenty six or something. So kind of recently. Yeah, I think it's been five years. years. And so it's like, but you know, I didn't have the same type of jealousy or whatever as like I did as a kid. So it was definitely very different when she actually did remarry. Yeah, that's interesting. I, yeah, I don't think I enjoyed my parents dating (laughs) but I also wasn't living in the house so it was kind of like well yeah I I wasn't I'm not even there yeah Yeah. so it's a little bit different I have siblings who live at home so I think that would actually be a little bit I'm sure they have totally different experiences for that Um, yeah I will say to get a little protective like because the difference also when you don't live with them anymore and you're like you know your own you have Mm -hmm. your own life is that then you kind of meet this person and like they're already pretty far along in their relationship and so your mom's like really serious and you're kind of like meeting them like who are you yeah. and like what are you what are your intentions oh. with my mom you know yeah, you just you yeah. just it's like different because you know that they're talking about marriage but you're literally just meeting for this person for the first yes. time and so again i was just explaining that it is a completely different dynamic than being a child and yes and hanging out with this person regularly and mm-hmm. getting to know them you're kind of like okay you know, I'm meeting you twice before, you know, they get married. It's just, right. and you're kind of like, okay, like, ho- cool, yeah. hope you're cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah, that's so interesting. And does, does your mom live in California? No, she's in Wyoming. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's also a factor mm-hmm. is distance. Yeah. Um, Which is why I'd only met him a few times right, before they got married. Right, yeah. right, right. And I feel like a lot of my couples 
that you know people don't a lot of my couples families live out of state mm-hmm. so it's like I'm meeting with them we're talking about their parents divorce and they're they're also new spouses and I'm asking them questions like okay do, do the new spouses get along mm-hmm. like what's the dynamic do we need I mean is this going to play into your place settings like do we need mom and new wife at table 25 right and uh or did I just say mom and new wife well, yes. yeah, that could but be actually, a thing. Yes, that, <laughs> that could, could be a thing. thing also, too. didn't yeah. even register. So, and I That's am listening. So funny. That's <laughs> so funny. That could very well be a thing. Yes. Which would probably be a whole other topic. Yes. But, um, sorry, episode. dad. That's a whole other episode. Uh, dad and new wife, and then uh, mom and new husband. Like, do they need to be at opposite ends of, or are they all friends? Yeah. And is this not even an issue? Um, a lot of times, my brides are like, "Well, I don't, I don't know." Like. We only really see them on the holidays, so I don't know how it's going to play out. And that's always, I would say that's the only situation that I get a little like, all right, Mm -hmm. I don't really know how Mm -hmm. this is going to be because it's maybe, you know, weddings are sometimes the first family event where families are all coming together and it's kind of just like a giant question mark. Yeah. That I empathize with a lot with brides. And I can't imagine the amount of stress um, they're going through with that situation. Yeah, I was just thinking about how, how difficult it is to, like, not think about yourself in at least... Okay, this is my experience. I can only speak for me. Right. I think in general it's kind of difficult to not put yourself into a scenario. So, for example, like, I think about family dynamics actually specifically during a ceremony... Because, like, a lot of times the officiant will be like, you know, this is a vow you're making. However they choose to, like, describe marriage and the commitment you're making. And then I think about, like, how there's, like, people on either side in the front row with their different significant others. And I'm always wondering, like, how do you feel right now as this person is basically, like, sharing about how big this commitment is and how, like, it shouldn't be forsaken. And, like, however Mm. they choose to word it. But I'm always just, like... Does that make it feel a little weird to you? Because I feel like I would feel weird if it were, you know, me. So That's so anyway, interesting. Just something else I was thinking about. Yeah. How how I think in weddings, it's or it, it's human nature to mm-hmm. insert yourself into whatever someone's talking about, just even in your mind. Totally, totally. And um, sometimes I just wonder how parents feel, like, if that is a dynamic that they have to deal with listening to, yeah, to the efficient. Yeah, that's so... I, I don't feel like I think that. Oh, really? Mm-mm. I think, I I don't know. I feel like in most cases, my couple is my client. So I'm. Yeah, always, no, I'm not no, thinking no, yeah, like no. I need to do anything about totally, their feelings. Totally, totally. But it's I just feel like, like I'm wonder. constantly worried about how. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know what that was. That was really weird. Um, I'm constantly worried about how my bride and groom feel right and so I'm thinking about um like the vows Mm -hmm. and to your point I'm thinking I hope they don't feel shame because they're a product Mm. of a broken marriage right um I'm not thinking like I wonder if the dad feels bad that he's here giving his daughter away you know yeah 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 that's so interesting I totally I I hear what you're yeah. saying and I do put myself in that but I'm always putting myself in the couples yeah. um, as you should <laughs> yeah but I'm like I, 
I don't know. I. Oh, I just I. I feel like there's so much shame. Yeah. Around divorce. Yeah. And going back. Totally. So much, just culturally, um, in our society, which is so ironic because I don't have the latest stats in front of me, but we could look it up. I mean, isn't the divorce rate over fifty percent now? Maybe. The last I heard was 50, but maybe it's over now. Okay. So regardless, really high number. Mm -hmm. And I find it really interesting that there's still all this shame about something that is honestly so common. And I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just, I think it's interesting. Um, And regardless of where you come from, uh, like religiously or culturally or whatever. um, But I think that's a huge part of why they're why there is shame you know is religion well religion or just that at our core like we're designed for like unity and peace and I Mm -hmm. think it's like there's something that's being like broken or like ripped Mm -hmm. ripped apart um and you know again I don't know what everyone thinks or believes but like you know as in a Christian way uh, terminology it talks about one flesh and so then when you rip that apart I just think that there's a mm-hmm. lot of it's hard not I, I it would be hard for me to go through that and not feel totally. not see how somebody would feel shame about that yeah um, so I do think that their religion or their belief probably does play a huge part into why Definitely. they're feeling that way yeah yeah for sure I I don't know. I just, or the feeling of failure. failure. You know, my mom yeah. made that. My mom made that comment earlier yeah. when I was discussing this episode with her, um, and it's so funny because I don't view it like I don't. Maybe it's just because I'm not putting shame on her. Right. But when she said it that way, I just thought like, oh, like, whoa, like that's weird. the way you think about it. Like I failed, and it's yeah. just like, okay, um, it feel that feels very harsh to me. Yeah. But I, but I do think that is how people think about it. Oh, 100%. And it's interesting to me, too, because, um, like, I don't see my parents' divorce as failure at all. At all. I mean, I have memories of being, like, 13, 14 and being like, gosh, I just feel like they'd be happier apart. And so maybe because of that background and upbringing, I don't view it as shame. But I, I but you, you can, like, feel the shame and judgment in a room and yeah. I think that's what you're saying like, yeah you put yourself in those parents right. shoes and all you can help but feel is like almost sorry or empathy towards them um olives olives are green <laughs> she is in so much agreement right now she's like oh my gosh so much shame <laughs> so much shame olive you should be feeling a lot of shame right now <laughs> you're ruining her um yeah this is really heavy (laughs) and i i hope that um wow we need to edit all this out (laughs) um anyways so um i guess what at the end of the day uh what we're trying to say is divorce is super common Mm -hmm. if you have divorce in your family you're not alone Mm -hmm. um and we empathize with you. We understand um, everyone's everyone's uh, parents' divorce story is different. Um, just like me and Megan, we have like literally polar opposites. But at the end of the day, we come from a quote a broken unquote, home. Broken yeah. home. Um, 
we hurt with you, we mm-hmm. empathize with you, and um, if you're planning a wedding and you're feeling, I don't know, inadequate or fearful or just downright, I guess, scared that you're going to be a... <laughs> This sounds a repeat offender, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> um, you don't have to at all. And I think just talking about it, the more you talk about it with your wedding planner, with your photographer, with your fiance, um, with your officiant even, um, it's like, hey, don't bring this up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't talk about this one thing. I don't know, whatever may be triggering to you. Um I think that's what we're, our hope is for couples. Yep. And I wanted to close out with this quote I heard yesterday, or I guess like story I heard yesterday. I don't know if you watch This Is Us, but I'm obsessed. Ugh, obsessed. Okay, good. Okay. Literally cry <laughs> through every single yes. episode. It is, I think, one of the best television shows on right now. It is. And so. It reminds me of Parenthood. Which I never have seen. <gasps> Which I know. As a Dak Shepard fan, this is crazy. Oh my gosh, Megan! <laughs> okay, you have to watch Parenthood. Okay. Okay, sorry. It's this okay. is us. We love This Is Us. <laughs> yes. Continue. So yesterday I was on I was on Instagram and I saw this podcast just like clip from uh, a podcast called To Write Love on Her Arms, which is all about like suicide prevention. Is that um, the name of the podcast? Yeah, to write love Because that's on the name arms. of the, co- the organization mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Okay. So okay. they have a podcast, basically. Got it. What is it about? Um, I've never listened to it. Oh. But uh, I, ha- I, I, I saw this one or listened to this very short clip because it had Chris Sullivan on it, who plays Toby on This Is Us. And so that's what caught my attention got it, about got it. Got it. Okay. Um, and he said the funniest thing. He goes, um, he goes, everyone always talks about how our show is sad. And he goes... He goes, our show isn't sad. You're sad. And then everyone starts laughing, which okay. I totally did. Yeah. And he basically said, like, it's it's not about the show being sad. It's about the fact that the show makes you start thinking about your own stuff yes. and your own family dynamics. And is there somebody you need to, you need to call? Is there somebody you need to apologize yes. to? Oh, is wow. there somebody that, you know, he's yeah. like, that's why. Because all it's doing is bringing up all this stuff that you need to, like, figure out in your own life. Oh, that show in your own is life. a reflection of humanity. Yes. I would say. Which yeah. is why it's so freaking beautiful. Yes. And what he said was exactly true. But I love that it came from an actor on the show that was like, the show's not sad. You're sad. <laughs> um, but I love it. But the whole point is, is when we were talking about this episode, it, I thought to myself, oh, my gosh, I want to share that on the episode tomorrow. Because... Really, it's just a matter of us wanting to, like, bring up um, these topics and ideas for you to start thinking about your own experiences um, and maybe, like, how you would love to move forward in your own life, what you can change or do different. Just, yeah, we just, we just want to start the conversation. We just want it to, to start, get you to start thinking about your own um, dynamics and your own experiences and that's pretty much it like that's the whole point of this episode I think and it's and it's supposed to be in a good way yeah not in a bad way (laughs) I love it I love that I know isn't that funny that's so true I know it is so I like reshared it and all I put was yes like super (laughs) big and like long (laughs) yeah and in that like wedding planning doesn't have to be stressful yeah in that same like it doesn't have to be your parents divorce doesn't have to be sad it doesn't have to be this 
major stressor in your wedding planning, it actually could be a really beautiful jumping point yeah. for you yeah. on a path of self-discovery. Yeah. And like, why, why am I reacting the mm-hmm. way I react when my partner doesn't take the trash out? Mm-hmm. And honestly, looking at your parents' marriage, good or bad, in a real deep reflective way, not just assessing are they together or are they not, but it can actually set you up to be so much more successful for your future Mm -hmm. marriage and your future relationship. Mm -hmm. And sitting down and talking with your partner about those things now, like month one of wedding planning or month six of wedding planning, can actually be the start of a really beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. Yeah, me too. I love this is us. <laughs> I love this is us. And I love Chris Sullivan. He's my favorite. He's my favorite one on the on the <gasps> is show. He really? Yes. Toby is freaking hilarious. Oh, oh no, I'm He's not disagreeing character. with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. Oh, she found a chew toy. Well, on that note, <laughs> Olive's ready to play. Megan loves Chris Sullivan. Yes. Um, if Shout you out. ever want to come on our podcast. You had some amazing things to say, and I love you. I wonder if he's local to LA. I wonder also. I love it. Let's let's find out. Research. Let's find out. Stay tuned, part two um, of Wedding Therapy Podcast. Uh, fingers crossed, <laughs> featuring Chris Sullivan. <laughs> and then we'll just get the whole cast on here because oh that would be my dream. Yes. Oh my gosh, Mandy Moore totally lives out here. Yeah. I don't know if kids say that. <laughs> They don't know where here is, so. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, maybe more than my, she lives right over here. (laughs) All right. Well, I had fun talking with you today. This is fun. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Stay tuned. Um, For more, make sure you follow us on Instagram. What is it again? Handle is Wedding Therapy Podcast on Instagram. Yes. And uh, you can follow us on Facebook. We're going to be posting a lot of fun updates. Um, more in-depth articles um, from professionals yes. on these topics. Uh, and we did create the Facebook group. Yeah. Woo, it's not we... called group therapy, but it should be. <laughs> I know. It's okay. I... We just couldn't make that happen. Yeah. we can. It, but we do yeah. have a Facebook group. We have a Facebook group, so you can um, add yourself to the group. How does that work? Yeah, you can. Oh, my you friend actually did it already. Oh, amazing. Okay. Well, we can also invite people, but they can invite got themselves. Got it. Got it. Okay. And then um, we really want that to be a safe, safe space um, mm-hmm. so that you can post your questions, uh, post advice, uh, get some dialogue going with other uh, wedding therapy people. Um, so, yeah, we're excited. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Today's episode of Wedding Therapy is brought to you by our little studio in Pasadena, California, also known as my living room. Executive producer, microphone technician, and overall hype man is Andy Haig. Super Rad Intro is produced and edited by Michelle and Brad. Show mascot, house pet, occasional barker, and overall cuddle bug is brought to you by the one and only Olive Haig.